0: This is Ool Radio. I'm Jason Snell, and we're about to enter the escape room.
1: So you all know that Apple's design studio is in Cupertino, California. What most people don't know is that Apple uh, Ireland actually has an auxiliary design studio here, and I can get you in to check out the cool stuff that they're working on that's not quite out yet. I can get you in, you can play with it, explore the room, uh, try the different prototypes. If you do work for iFixit, resist the urge to uh, take apart the prototypes, uh, but go ahead and play with them. Uh, But you got to be fast. Security checks on the room every 15 minutes. uh, And so uh, I can get you in. Getting out is easy. Uh, There's a keypad at the door, uh 253 is the uh, exit code but they installed beta software on the keypad it's a bit flaky there's also a lever you can pull it down and that'll also open the door it's a bit stuck though i can't pull it down when bob mansfield is here he can do no problem i'm not strong enough maybe you are but that will also open the door either way
0: chadwick Severn is the mastermind of the apple escape room uh so what was the what was the impetus for this uh, this
1: event did you enjoy escape rooms in other places I've got a, a horrible secret for you, Jason. I've never done an escape room. I, I love the idea of escape rooms. I'm going to love doing escape rooms myself. Where I live in England, there are no escape rooms. And uh, there's lots back in Canada where uh, I'll be moving to soon. But uh, when I, I got the idea to do the escape room, when I was here last year for Ool and i I saw i just I had an amazing sense of creativity of just the vibe here at UL was fantastic i I was inspired to make a list of three things I wanted to do for the next year uh, and I also saw the the, uh, the 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 facility they have here at the Europe is amazing. I saw the Jennifer Brooks, the time machine in that boardroom, and I thought, oh this room this has a lot of potential this room and uh And I I knew that the organizers of UL like to do these set-up rooms with interesting things in them. And so that was one of the three things I wanted to do in 2016 was uh, pitch to UL let's do an escape room let's do an apple escape room and and amazingly they said yeah let's try it
0: well we had a lot of fun doing it it was uh, people are still talking about it at dinner today we were sharing notes about the about the escape room i wonder if you could maybe walk us uh, all through a little bit of what we saw and, and, and how it all came about. We entered this room and there, it's the Johnny Ive classic uh, everything is covered with little
1: black uh, things and, and you, you take them off to find new Apple products. Yeah, well, this is... I wanted to give the participants an experience that... Like a sense of an experience uh, as an Apple fan that you would never get. Like Craig Federici at, uh, at the keynote last week, he said, I'm doing this David Copperfield moment. He's pulling the black cloth off of the new MacBook Pros. And that's something, who gets to do that? It's like, you know, the- just those top Apple execs are the only guys who ac- actually get to lift those black cloths. And you see uh, you know, like the 60 Minutes video, the tour of the design uh, lab, everything's covered in black cloth. You don't get to see any of the stuff. I thought, wouldn't it be cool to be able to walk into that room, lift up that black cloth, see all these, you know, devices that uh, uh, that are, uh, you know, allegedly upcoming uh, prototypes uh, that that Apple's working on? I thought you know, that that would be not, you know, not just doing the puzzles would be fun, but I think just doing that process and discovering this stuff would be fun too.
0: So the first thing I saw when I walked into that room. Uh, there were two, two things, really, that happened simultaneously. There was the, the uh, miniature Apple TV, which is a power adapter with a little mini HDMI plug, and the Apple Watch thing, where it was like an Apple Watch band made out of video dongles. I have an Apple TV Nano with a HDMI port.
1: Ah. By never yeah, being without the video adapter they need, the Apple well, Watch important. Display Adapter Band combines fashion and functionality yeah. by incorporating VGA and DVI adapters into a simple strap with no oh. other <laughs> adornments.
0: It's possible this video adapter will allow us um, to project jump, something up jump, there that jump, might jump, get jump. To work with the face scanner.
1: Well, the that... I, I knew I kind of wanted to hit all of the major product lines in the room, and so I was racking my brain what to, what could I do with the Apple watch that would be you know just not n- another band made out of some esoteric weird material? I was trying to think what would be funny, what would be interesting, and you know having two dongles having a, a DVI and a, an HDMI dongle just kind of as the straps of your apple watch, I thought that 'd be a funny idea, and that kind of led almost organically to the Apple TV nano, uh, which um, uh, it's it, it. I decided to make uh, it have uh, it, it is the shape of the power adapter uh, and instead of course of the plug coming out it's a mini HDMI port frustratingly I thought oh Apple would do something like that wouldn't they and of course all of our televisions are regular HDMI ports and so the puzzle of course was they had to figure out in the room to figure out a way to get this thing plugged in the only port in the room of course was a regular HDMI port and and as you discovered, uh, you know 10 minutes in you oh if you pull out this chair hey there's a big box of dongles and and I had a, a spreadsheet at home of all these different dongles. You know, you can go from male this to female that of DisplayPort and, and Micro HDMI and Mini DisplayPort, and uh, I had VGA in there. I had. I was just trying to. F- I had to figure out a really fun. Uh, I think it was about seven dongles in a row that you have sticking out of this HDMI port on the wall and uh, on the, all the other ones that don't don't help you so you had to figure out which ones was the correct sequence to go with
0: that was I knew that was immediately the one that I wanted to work on and I was confused when I when we didn't find the bin yes. but once the bin was discovered then that was great because that was like that was a fun puzzle to solve of what you know you could work from both ends and find the ones in the middle and I had people telling me the wrong things which was
1: hilarious they're like yes. that's HDMI and and was like no that was actually the full size DisplayPort right yes which most people Apple people they're so used to Mini DisplayPort they don't uh, uh, they don't realize uh, yeah that DisplayPort is a weird port and you know, I think it might have been on a few Dell computers or something I don't even know when it, where it was used in, in reality
0: six six blocks right is that well on okay yeah. so six. Oh, James is using a calculator of yeah. course he is <laughs> but we need other data. What is the well, other we need to get we need uh, to get that of, projection, which have means.
1: Have a seat, Jason. Have a seat. Take, have I mean, a, not that
0: seat. Have a <laughs> seat. Oh. <laughs> oh. you're kidding. Adapters.
1: Don't go down. Can everyone check everything? <laughs> what do we need? So, five, <laughs> three, times so six was it? Yeah.
0: Which one's the Apple TV now? Where, where is it? it? It's it's re- It's uh. Where's the block? The, yeah, the, there, the block with the. Block. Oh, this one. Yeah. Okay. So where one. is it going to be plugged into? Into here. Yeah. Typical television That's mini right. HDMI. Now I need micro this. USB. Micro USB to to so it's display USB port. three. And what is this? We've Got a mini display, display port. port. We've got the, We can flip display port. A display port to. Uh. Okay. This is this is an what is HDMI this? out.
1: Um, what we need, but, but we need to that. We need to do that and then go through that.
0: Ah, oh, so close.
1: Into, into that. Oh, no. that's it. Put it I in. Put like it, it in. Right, we've
0: got a thing.
1: There it is. Number of apps, three. three. I want to do some sort of keyboard thing, and and yeah. I, I, I had no idea if John Gruber was going to be at Ool, but I thought. Uh, you know, he's famous for his love of the Apple Extended Keyboard 2. I thought, let's do an Apple Extended Keyboard 3. And bought on eBay an Apple Extended Keyboard uh, 2, and, uh, and uh, some of the keys were missing. I knew that if it was going to be a new Apple keyboard, I would have to put on the modern white plastic keys, so I bought an, uh, 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 their modern keyboard. And if I was gluing uh, the modern uh, Apple key, uh, the key pre- uh, taps, uh, onto, um, onto an old Apple Extended Keyboard 2, why? Why put it in QWERTY? Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't Apple come up with its own AppleRT keyboard layout? And so they're all in different places. And now all of a sudden, I've got a puzzle. It's it's a speed typing test. You've got to type the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog in 20 seconds, and only two people all day managed to do it. But they just sat down and they did it. And they just worked at it, and they were able to do it. Yeah,
0: we were debating what the best approach to solving that puzzle was, and I think my thought after we talked about it was that the best thing would have been to translate it into standard qwerty and write that down and then have a touch typist without looking do it but it, it, it you know i don't know if that would have even worked how did you get the ipad to map the keys to the to the a key format
1: well that, that was a custom app that i wrote <laughs> that was the, the only way I, I could think to do it uh it, it's i i i knew i had to use an ipad uh, because i could i could set it in guided access mode i could lock it down i'd be able to write an app for it and and have it uh do uh, it, you know if if uh, if you hit the letter q no you're going to get an a instead and and i think one team actually tried to bust into the ipad like hack into it a little bit so that they could bring the on-screen keyboard up um and I couldn't see from my vantage point in the room. I've got I'm in a little closet, uh, basically uh, looking through a, a two-way mirror at at what's going on, and uh, I I can't see what's going on. But uh, I was pretty sure it was pretty safe. It was pretty locked down, and I don't know if they did it. But even if they brought up the the software keyboard, if they hit the Q, they were going to get an A, and there is no way around it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that was that was. Uh... That was a mind bender we tried it and we, we ended up not solving that one but being able to work
1: around it that's a common thing with escape rooms i like I, although i haven't done any um and I, I mainly once i glommed onto the idea of doing an escape room i didn't want to be influenced by any other escape rooms i didn't want to go to one and say oh my god that puzzle's fantastic i gotta steal that idea i wanted to be completely original completely uh, my own thing um And But I did a huge amount of research on escape rooms. I read a huge amount of material on the web. And there is. It's such an exploding industry. There's escape rooms everywhere popping up. Uh, There's a lot of great material out there. There's one website. uh, It is uh, Room Escape Artist. And they review tons of escape rooms and... Uh, they, ha- they have these these great posts on what makes a good escape room, and you you know and I tried to follow those, and I think they 're great ideas. have a storyline and and have there be uh, uh, a great sequence of, of puzzles and and not t- to have too many red herrings and to uh, it 's just I tried to you know distill what they think of of uh, as a good escape room into into the escape room that I was doing let 's talk about the Siri uh, yes. game controller that the evolution of that was interesting. I I I quickly uh, early on wanted to do. I I know that Apple TV uh, video game fans they they'd love to have a dedicated Apple-designed video game controller. Uh, and will Apple ever do one? So I thought I'll I'll try to make one. I, I bought a Nintendo uh, knockoff USB controller, so it's a functional controller. And I thought, well, what? How would Apple uh, make it? And so my first thought: I'll have the d-pad and one button that of course apple with one button you know that's so that's so apple and so i was i was testing that idea is there a video game that works that is challenging with one button but not impossible uh that normally requires like lots of buttons and I, i couldn't make that puzzle work and then it hit me like a bolt of lightning siri so, the controller is a D pad on the left, and on the right, it's just a, a blank white surface with a little microphone port, and you tell Siri all the A and B buttons that you want to hit. And that just puzzled just, that was just a magic day for me. I just, I was jumping for joy that I just, I figured this puzzle out, and people, really took to this puzzle. They were going up to it. I had basically picked the first uh, water level of Super Mario 3, level 3-1. It's the perfect level for this. I I had to to test... uh, Super Mario 3 is my favorite uh, video game. Uh, I I had to test all these levels. There's, There's lots of Mario levels where this really wouldn't work because you need to hold run and jump, or you... Uh, you need to. it There's this level, the three one, and it was at the beginning of the world, which is great because if they died and ran out lives, then they continued. Then they would just get right back to the level uh, three one again. And it's so it's a water level, and basically they're yelling jump, 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 and I'm in the closet with the Bluetooth keyboard for the iMac. I'm just hitting the jump button whenever they ask for, Siri for a jump button. And the great thing was is that if I mishear it, if if they if they say jump twice or if I miss a jump. They blame Siri. They don't blame me. They, it's, it was just a perfect little um, uh, way to solve that problem, and uh, and lots of people did it. Lots of people. That was a much more satisfying puzzle in the end for a, of a lot of the players of the room.
0: That was Mike Hurley. Did that, and he he killed it. He he was because that was he, he was in his element. Even though we were all mystified why Mike began shouting "jump" at, at, at this computer. Oh my god! I have to talk into this constantly to jump. oh i'm going to do this so let's talk about the lock boxes so you had you had well first off you had, you had um, in addition to the the little uh, bucket of adapters, you had a suitcase on the floor that we kind of gave you credit as your setup, and it was in fact a clue
1: that's the thing I was expecting uh, yes, I had a suitcase I, I had some things that I needed to hide in the room, but this was uh, a, a circular boardroom, no closets, uh, no like there is a circular table in the room but there's no drawers like where do I hide these things that I need to hide I need to hide a, a little tiny miniature safe I need to hide a, a box of dongles I need to hide a, a can of shaving cream very weirdly and also a, a black turtleneck sweater uh, and I'm trying to think where do I hide these things? And so I, I, they're pretty much there, just waiting to be discovered. I put the safe under the iMac, like it's just literally under the screen of the iMac. And there's a couple teams that never saw it at all. And I'm, and and the suitcase, of course, was there. And people, unfortunately, ool attendees, I I, I just didn't think UL attendees are the, some of the most honest people on earth. You're not going to. Get, they're just they're. That They're just not built to open up suitcases. That's not the way they're doing. But I know for a fact that, you know, even though I haven't done any, I know that for escape rooms, when most, uh, most of the time, when people go into a real escape room, they tear the room apart. It's just everything is open. Everything's on the floor. Everything's ripped apart. Everything is explored. And I was expecting that a bit. But uh, it, as it turns out, all attendees I have not had a huge amount of experience with escape rooms. And uh, uh, so uh, the, the, the lockbox uh, lock itself was a big, uh, a ra- rather big, the biggest thing in the room, uh, a steel um, a trunk, I guess you could say, locked with a, uh, a padlock that uh, I, I, I put a little camera on it, and I called it face lock, and I said,
0: This box will open if it recognizes a face with the camera, which means that something else we probably have to teach it.
1: Johnny, uh, and uh, as you may guess, because there's a black turtleneck in the room, and in that safe, uh, underneath the iMac, there happens to be a, a pair of round, rimless glasses, and I, you know, I figured that would... Now now this, now all t- attendees were now going to be, uh, this was going to be in their uh, wheelhouse because I was pretty sure that they'd be able to make the leap that if, if they need to show uh, a, a, the, the face lock, you know, a, fa- a recognizable apple face, and they were presented with the black turtleneck a sweater and round rimless glasses, I thought they could make that leap.
0: And we, we did make that leap, although not before trying to show it pictures of all at current and former Apple executives on somebody's iPhone.
1: Yeah. Yes. And uh, all I have to say to that is that the face lock was smart enough to, to, to know that it was looking at a smartphone and not at a real person. So that's my story, at least. So the, the glasses were in
0: this uh, combination safe, and that we, which we, we did spot. And it turns out that there were clues that suggested that we had to multiply various numbers together to get the combination of the saves and they were found around the room at the end of the Mario level at the end of the typing challenge where were the other numbers stored?
1: Uh, There was one number that was told I I gave everybody a briefing before they went into the room and they, uh, they were told that the door code for the room was 253 and you know uh, i and i 'm pl- really pleased to say every single team they knew that number going in they, 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 they remembered that I gave them that piece of information. I was really happy about that, and the last number was the oh the number of apps you see on the Apple TV nano when you pl- finally plug it in with all the dongles i I, I, uh, I put up on the projector uh, that there 's three apps in there so the great thing about the, the reason why I did that in in this way was that I wanted lots of parallelizable puzzles I wanted people to be able to work on multiple things I didn't I really want to make and some I know some escape rooms are like this it's all sequential you do this puzzle then you ha, as a group do this puzzle then this puzzle and I really wanted it to be parallelizable so that uh, you know it's groups of about seven each time so when you go in the room you everybody can start you know, at least pair up to work on a puzzle and that uh, and then Hopefully that that iPod is is found with the, those those the, that clue to tell you to multiply all those things together, and uh, and and then you'll say, oh, I've I've already solved this puzzle. There's the answer, and then you're working together to to work uh, to solve the puzzle together. And the, also the great thing is that it's a, it's a, it, it. This is also another common escape room trope: is that there is a bit of brute forceness allowed. That it's it's a bit flexible in that uh, on your team. Uh, 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 James Thompson was able to figure out that well, we've got three of these numbers and we need to have a four digit number and if we, uh, the last number that we're working on with the aplurity keyboard uh, it, it can't be that big a number because otherwise we're going to be in five digits and so they that was just basically brute force and that's uh, absolutely part of escape rooms and I have no problem with that it was, it was fantastic so for-
0: this is good radio let me tell you
1: <laughs> yeah so we're at four five five four, but we need the number of balloons. Up. No. Uh, after, after no. No, no, no. Got that as well. Oh. We need the number of balloons. What needs to be done? Oh, hang on, phone? hang on. Like, it's So we've got number of balloons. It's going to be. It's a. Is it a four or a five digit code? Four. So it's going to be either four five five four or that times two. Yeah, you're right. So try nine, nine
0: one o oh, eight. Hang on, I'm trying four five five four first. That's it. Steve Jobs' glasses. Yeah. Quit 17 seconds it up. <laughs> Come on now, what? <laughs> He, he knew there were only two possible uh solutions to the keyboard and we tried multiplied by one first and indeed that was the answer so we got the we got the the uh the glasses and mike hurley finally put on the glasses and put on the turtleneck and took off his own glasses which caused a false start and we revealed the muscle suit inside what the <laughs> no okay Super Uh, strength. Get the strength you need to open that pickle. Put it it on and pull the lever. That's what we need. Yes, the Bob Man's field.
1: We've got... (laughs) Well
0: done. Yeah! (laughs) That was...
1: (laughs) I know this... Another thing that I learned early on with escape rooms during my research was that you need a big finish. You need to have really... You know, grand, you can't just end on a crossword puzzle that you just, or a Sudoku puzzle. You need some big finish for the escape room. And, uh, I, I that's another thing I was racking my brain. I've been, you know, basically, I got the idea in March and I've been thinking all year about the escape room and, and just trying to think, uh, you know, I've, I got some ideas early, but what would be the big finish? And I, I, I kind of didn't want to do, you know, the, the number solving that I knew I was going to have to have some number solving in the room, uh, that I didn't just want you to go over the number pad and just type a number in. That didn't feel satisfying enough. And so, in addition, I did still have a number pad because that's you know that's such a trope that you have to have a number pad to exit and enter a room. I also had a manual override switch, and it was built into the door that I uh, that I, I put in the room. And it's a it was just a really nice solid lever, and you just all your as I told in the briefing, all you have to do is just pull it down, and then you'd be able to get out. But of course, I jammed a, a, a Metal rods so that you can't pull it down. I, I and I told the and during the briefing that you got to be really strong. You got to be really, you got to be Bob Mansfield strong in order to pull down this lever. And uh, and of course, people were trying and it just wouldn't budge. And then the uh, and i got the th- this whole puzzle idea because i was at uh, like a like a a mask halloween mask show uh in in england and i saw this this prop this muscle suit prop it's, it's a foam latex mu- muscle suit it's it's just a, an amazing piece it was it happened to be colored red for for some reason that's okay apple does product red you know that's no problem And I thought, that's it. That's the big finish, that in that trunk, after you solve all these puzzles, you see this muscle suit, you put it on, and now, hey, that lever just moves like butter, and the door opens, and you win the game.
0: And that's what happened. It was pretty awesome. Well, thank you so much for putting this together. everybody's been talking about it. it was a lot of fun It was a great I think a great example of what happens on day two of Ul with the feature presentations that are that are not people uh, giving speeches. The speeches were great and interesting but on day two it's more like a museum and a and a, an experience and a, a lot of fun different things to to pay, partake of and everybody you had to add we were the last ones to go you had to add times because there was so much demand for the escape room
1: well th- that was uh that was part of it the uh you know part of the design of the room was that I couldn't... Most escape rooms are an hour long, and I couldn't, of course, do an hour because we wouldn't be able to fit everyone in. So I had to design a room that could basically be done in 15 minutes. And we, and so we had our, our, our time slots uh, set up for every 20 minutes to give me a five-minute reset uh, throughout the day. And even with... Uh, even with all those time slots set, I, I, this sign-up this sheet was filling up so fast. I quickly added on a couple extra times, and also um, I added on eighth, eighth slots as well for a bunch of teams. And you know, the the room you know the room worked fine with uh, eight people as well as seven. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for putting all that hard work into it. We had a lot of fun doing it. Thanks a lot.
1: It was absolutely my pleasure. I I. Got as much a kick out of running the escape room and building the escape room as uh, as people got out of playing it.